1: The kids do, the sucker.
0: do i have everybody's attention now yeah i hear you cm punk welcome back to the no gimmicks needed wrestling podcast i am your host mr andy and joining me is my co-host the man the myth the revolutionary q flow flow the rookie what's
1: going on everybody we are here I really don't need to
0: be a revolutionary right now. Ain't nothing,
1: uh, nothing crazy been going on. Okay, so, but you, you still... Know, as far as, as far as you know,
0: the allegations. Exactly, you're right. But you know, you still the reality <laughs> oh, though. Okay. Oh, so, yeah. hey, like, like I said, for people out there, hey, I know things are starting to cool down because we're in July, but the revolution is not dead, and it will not be televised. Okay. Oh, yeah. So yeah, we out here, we we still fight. Cause at first, I first, I heard something in the news that we shut down another highway yesterday. I was just like, oh. So we still going? I didn't
1: Yeah, hey, I ain't. I, don't, I I don't know what's going on. You know what it is? You're not uh, you're not recording them. Like any any protests or whatever that's going on, they're not being recorded.
0: Uh huh. So I don't. Yeah, I have no clue what's going. on Oh yeah, but uh, yeah, but it they still be out there, you know, calls and shit. So yeah, but we are back here for another wrestling podcast this week. And yes, he was right. We we, we don't you know. Have allegations to talk about this week. We, you know, uh, we we just you know it's just kind of like a calm, a more calmer week in wrestling this week, and that's how my approach to the show is going to be. I want to apologize to everybody out there listening. Also, I did not do a review on Raw last week or SmackDown last week. Because one the, the, the Smackdown episode Was like a tribute To The Undertaker So it was kind of like A house show On Smackdown So I really didn't need To be invested in that I was like I, I have seen Undertaker last ride I've done this All this Undertaker stuff I'm like I'm not going to come on Smackdown and talk more about The Undertaker When I talked about him Already on the podcast So I let that one go Raw things got, got A little ahead of me And I was just like By the time I got any time to, re, uh, to go watch Raw And then do a review on it It's way too late Anyway and I was like, everybody cares about the Wednesday night war stuff. So I was like, so I'm just gonna pass on to I meant to put something up on Twitter and IG and I didn't get you to do it. And I meant to put something on community tab and YouTube. I didn't get to it. So I do apologize for that. So that's why it hasn't been but I do plan on doing uh the raw review by time recording this. The raw review had just passed and then SmackDown from uh this past Friday, right before the fourth of July. So I plan on doing that. Uh make sure I also uh, hope you guys had a very safe 4th of July. You know, I'm mean, depending on where you are, you probably heard fireworks all night like everybody else did. But, mm-hmm. still be safe, you know, stay hey, well. Hey, you
1: see that thunderstorm shut them up tonight,
0: though. It did. Oh, it shut them up tonight and, you know what I'm saying, like, keep them off them beaches for right now, because, you know, Jersey, you know, not that far from us, was already just loaded on the beach. I was just like, God, y'all too close Florida, for this. Florida
1: had four. 40,000 cases for four days.
0: That's that's crazy.
1: 40,000 cases for four days.
0: They said total total of 200,000 cases. Why can't y'all stay y'all asses at home? That's that's crazy. I, I, I hope Prime is out there doing all right now. Prime's out on the show today. It's not because he has it. I talked to him earlier. He's cool. But I am saying, but... Uh, no, he's on the show, but he's down there in Florida, and I'm just like, my God, it's like, it's it's the episode of that in Texas, man, they, they just been getting hit hard, and once again, it's just it's just recycling, because everybody keeps traveling, everybody keeps, you know, just not doing the, the very simple things that they need to do, and we're going to be back, right, back in square one, like we were in March. Gotta shut all this shit down again, and then once again,
1: no, no, yeah, I heard, we're already like, I heard, like, a bunch of uh, cities is already back on the
0: restart. Yeah, back on the... I mean, you might as well do it now before it gets even worse. So, you might as well start now, go back to what you was doing, keep uh, certain things, you know, uh, straight, and so we can get get back onto it, which means I don't know how WWE and AEW are even functioning down there in Florida right now. Don't even know how. I understand AEW say AEW's being safe with it, but they in day in the heart of Florida right now and I'm just like It's that's a scary, I a scary time to be there. I do not want to be down there in Florida right now. Just like I didn't want to be in New York in March or Philly in April. And I live here. Yeah, right. <laughs> so <laughs> But uh before also speaking of Philly, we gotta make sure you pay the bills and we gotta t- take make sure you guys check out Spaces Philly com, The production company we are a part of, SpaceAffiliate.com for all your podcast needs, the black owned business over there that gives you all types of podcasts that you like, the Lulu and Pop, the Lulu and Pop Horror Show, where Hurst will be a comeback, both sides, and of course the Market Dark Show, the Nerd Coalition has their content up there, the No Gimmicks the Wrestling podcast. Of course, this podcast, you guys listen to for all your wrestling needs. Nerd Gas to Talk podcast hosted by Swag on Zero for all your pop culture news. Make sure you check out uh, last week's episode where we talked about Man Anthony Mackey talking about the diversity in the MCU, and he's right. Yeah, I
1: heard that episode. It was pretty good. Yeah,
0: he was right. And then also, also, the reboot of Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix, and I checked it out. And it, was, it was pretty dope. The review was up there. Uh Stay tuned this week for my review of Hamilton on Disney Plus, and if y'all guys have not seen Hamilton. Go see him. Yeah, I it pretty
1: good. It, it, it's it's I'm good,
0: a, and it, it, it I'm curious to see how it would be for somebody who never been to the play. Because me and my wife actually went to the play and saw it live here when it came to when they was traveling to, to Philly. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm, I, not a, huh? I'm not a not a music play guy, so you I. You know what? I feel you though. But the reason why I think you like this one because it's hip hop. Because
1: it's rapping. I know I'm not a.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> no,
1: yeah. I, I, I'm gonna give it a shot. I give it a chance. I, I, I mean,
0: look, it. that's fair because it could, because I ain't gonna lie, it is long. It is long. It's like two hours of forty minutes. Because once again, when we when we was there, it, it was long, but we it, it was like three hours because we had that intermission in between. Remember when we went to your fiance's play? and I was just like, wait, but that's it? Cause I, I was expecting yes. like a three hour play because that's what I was used to. And seeing it, I was just like, I can get used to this. But uh. Yeah, check all that out on the Nerdcast and Talk podcast. Check out uh, my wife Lay's Sketches podcast, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture and Beyond, which we, we, I'm trying to get her to start back up because there's a couple of things that I would like to talk about on there as well. Drunk hey, off sober, huh?
1: We got we got episodes for days. All them versus battles.
0: Yes. I'm, on. I'm about to say I, I, I would just go down the archives and then just you know just just, just, just put them up. I mean, because you could just. Talk about certain things from the past and just act like it. Just, just put it up. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, hey, really? I, I, I'll discuss that with her. That, that's it. That,
1: that's, yeah, that's, that's yeah, also.
0: Uh, Drunk hear, dogs. Exactly. Drunk dogs. Sober tongues. Make sure to check that out. And then, uh, of course, when uh, I get my hard drive back, I can finally get up this Ballers Lounge podcast up there as well. And uh, in the midst of that, you guys should check us out on all your podcast apps: Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Then you guys can also check us out on YouTube, YouTube Premium. We are part of uh, you guys that like listen to the podcast on YouTube. Check out YouTube Premium as well. If you have Google Play, you already have it. And also make sure you guys take a stop at the Real Nerd Coalition com. That's the NerdCoalition.com where you can find all things Nerd Coalition, all things we do on the channel when it comes to reactions, when it comes to wrestling reviews, when it comes to our podcast, when it comes to Q-Flow's album. Make sure you guys check out all that stuff when it comes to Nerd Coalition merch. Get yourself the t-shirt with the Nerd Coalition, the Shazam logo along with the uh, Standard Nerd Coalition logo, the Retro Nerd Coalition logo, and of course, the No Gimmick scene Wrestling Podcast t-shirt. So make sure you get all that stuff up there. You help support us, and hopefully, if we can raise enough money, we could try to do. I suppose, like a live show, but once again, that's going to yeah, be right. that's going to be you know post pandemic type thing. So you know, right. so stay tuned for all that kind of stuff like that. So make sure you check out the uh, Check out q Flow's album "The War Drum," and of course, along with um the layover and his new, uh the, the layover merch that he has on there as well. He had that new yeah. song that dropped. On the 29th, correct?
1: Yup, dropped on the 29th. I was also, I was doing a sale with uh, Swag
0: when Mm -hmm. he was
1: doing his streaming. And I I was, I mean, y'all missed it now. By the time y'all hearing it, y'all missed it now. But I did want to bring it up. Because I might might do it again. Yeah. Near future. Let's see how things go. But um, I was doing a sale. Uh, Everything was like 20% off. And everything, every, every dime, every dime, nickel, and penny I got, goes to swag
0: and he takes it to whatever charity he was donating. Amen to that brother right there. Amen oh. to that you see don't, don't, don't that think, mean. yeah. I appreciate you for that. Oh yeah for yeah. sure man. And for all those out there who, who don't Exactly. That's what I was about, just about to say. For all those out there who think that you know you don't have a platform, it ain't just about the celebrities, it ain't just about what you see on TV. If you got a podcast like I do, or like a lot of our friends do, you got a Twitch channel, you got a YouTube channel, or you just very popular on TikTok, whatever the case may be. That is considered a platform, and there's a lot of things in this world that's going on. With Black Lives Matter, when it comes to these allegations of the Me Too movement and the hashtag Speaking Out stuff, all things you guys can donate to help, you know, your voice and help out. You know, I'm saying so. Make sure you continue to be, you know, aggressive and vigilant in in those in those regards. So going on to WWE this week. So I mean, there couple things is happening, but you know, uh finally take a break from the allegations, but uh we have some incidents here that uh if you guys have been watching Raw at any time, have you noticed anybody that's been missing at all? Uh I see are you are
1: you are you saying superstar or
0: I mean in my mind they were a superstar at one point.
1: Well, I mean, is
0: back, but where's Rude? Oh, well, yeah, we're, we're missing them. But I'm going by women this time. you recognize anybody uh, that's been missing? Uh, Lana. <laughs> I ain't Liv looking Morgan. for her. Yeah, I ain't looking for uh, her. Close. Uh, go ahead, go well, ahead. Well, I'm going to help you out. Shayna Bay is Oh, Shayna.
1: Oh, Shay, oh, Oh, God. Okay, it's
0: the... Yeah. Okay. Shayna Baszler has been missing from Monday Night Raw. The last time we've seen Shayna Baszler, she wasn't even written off great. She just got choke slammed to a wall by Nia Jackson Money in the Bank, and we have never seen her since. She wasn't thrown off the roof. Did who did it? She probably injured. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yo, I heard a comment on one of the wrestling podcasters that I listen to that said Wrestling Night Jackson twenty twenty is like going to action park. For those who don't know what <laughs> action, action park? park is, it was a it was a, a theme park. Just, 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 just like Six Flags of Donny or Donny Park in the eighties in the nineties that had like the most fatalities and roller coaster and theme park accidents ever. Nah what? <laughs> and ser- seriously. They, were, they had about six to seven fatalities at their park. They've had countless injuries of people getting injured on rides and in water parks and, and what they actually had like a you know you know the water slide where you go and, and uh you just like slide down like a tube well they were they was one they was one of the first to have yo, a like a loop I'm inside. Reading, I'm reading, I am currently
1: reading a list. Six people died indirectly in a, from rise. That's crazy. An
0: action part. Yo, I was, I was they like, brought it
1: back. Died, then they brought it back in two thousand
0: fourteen. Yeah, I ain't going <laughs> I'm not going. And, yo, you know what's crazy? Most of
1: these are drowns. Like people drowned in the title put through the wave pool?
0: Yeah Oh hell no No man, man. So,
1: Jersey
0: No So when he said Wrestle 9 Jackson 2020 Is like going to Action Park I said Damn <laughs> That's funny I said, that, That's crazy Cause I ain't nobody I, I ain't never heard Nothing like that Cause Action Park Was just It was like Don't go It's like No matter what It's like Somewhere you'll get Fucked up somehow But yeah So That's the last time We've seen Shannon Baszler And She hasn't been sick With the COVID uh, she hasn't been injured by Nia Jax, surprisingly. It comes to turn out that Vince McMahon is sour on Shanna Baszler. He don't like her. He does not like Shanna Baszler. And another NXT star comes up to the main roster that Vince McMahon sours on. And look what happens to the career. Tyler Breeze. Vince McMahon soured on him. Tyler Breeze is back in NXT. Both of them, both yeah, him and 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 Fandango. Good point. There's only been a couple stars that have come from NXT and just got skyrocketed to the moon. But some of them, you know, Vincent Elias. They don't. He He don't truly understand. uh, Well, Elias is really injured right now. Uh But uh, other than Elias coming out, I mean, he got hot with the WWE Central Walk with Elias thing and then you know they put him in uh, I
1: was gonna say Elias is kinda cringy without
0: a crowd I'm not even gonna oh it'll, it'll, I, I, I do, he, he is very cringy without a crowd like he needs the crowd so right now his yeah. whole gimmick is dead so there have been this...
1: see the thing they messed up with I know this ain't about Elias but hmm. I just I, it has to be said when he got booed to the high heavens for that basketball yeah joke that's when they should have strapped the rocket on his back in
0: there exactly because yeah because OKC I mean yeah, Seattle still started by that OKC thing so that, that's what should have happened but there's just some guys that come from NXT and you're like man they were so successful in NXT what happened and what the truth is Vince gets sour on them look look at Bobby Roode in NXT and look at him now. Can't find them. Look at the Viking Raiders. Exactly. Look at Shinsuke Nakamura. Cooled off to the you know the coolest can be. Where AOP and, at? Oh my God! Where is AOP at? And it also got you know it's Vince don't like tag teams neither, and it's, it's it's such a shame that these these women it's Time like for the New days. yeah oh yeah They
1: celebrated six years
0: they did my God they they've been around for a while as a group for. For we, a while. we done
1: seen teams, I don't seen DX come and go. You while are, new Day still a team. Like, but th- that's, that's new here.
0: So, now, he's been like, sour on Shayna, and once again, because Shayna's not Vince's type of woman. And Vince McMahon got the whole blonde hair, Trish Stratus type. That's the ones that get pushed. The Mandy Rose lookalikes. Mandy Rose ain't getting pushed. She you no know, she ain't getting pushed but she be she's even on TV but the thing is on Raw. They can find a spot for Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville on a 2-hour SmackDown show but they can't find a spot for Shayna Baszler on a 3-hour Raw? Right. And that's and that's and uh, first of all I'm going to say look. Some people may not like Shayna Baszler. People may think that you know she's hard in the face. Some people may think that Shayna Baszler they don't like her UFC style. She's boring. Me personally, I like Shayna Baszler. I love her. And I I like Shayna Baszler, uh, especially when well, I, I knew Shayna Baszler can go when I see her and Ember Moon have a match back in NXT, and I was just like, oh, she's just not here to do this four horsewoman thing. She's here to wrestle, and I thought Shayna Baszler was good at at what she does. Like like she is like the the hard chick, and the thing is, when it comes to the four horsewoman, her and Ronda are the softest looking ones compared to Jessamyn Duke. And Marina Shafir. Yeah. Now, now Marina Shafir, yeah. that's Roddy's wife. But uh, Jasmine Duke, though. Like I'm just like, eh. She was
1: She was fine in Ultimate Fighter.
0: Oh they yeah. Fought. Oh no. When it comes to skills Of fighting, I'm not taking that away from them. But the wrestling, you see how long
1: wrestling? Yeah, it's different. Yeah,
0: yeah you see how long them two last? Not at all. As Soon as Shayna left, they they bounce or or, yeah, or they, somewhere. They they
1: drop. All y'all had to do was team Rhonda up with her girls one time.
0: One time. No,
1: no, bungled it, bungled it. I don't even care for it, no. no Honestly, no. I forgot about it until you said their names.
0: You're right. And then all of a sudden, now you're sitting there asking yourself, like, okay, so Shayna Baszler was one of there's only two dominant NXT women's champions in NXT Oscar and Shayna Baszler. And I'm like, you know, the story writes itself. And so. Uh, this past week or two, Becky Lynch was on the Bellas podcast. Disclaimer There's no way I'm listening to the Bellas podcast, I just can't do it. I yeah. won't do it. So, I read yeah, the transcripts. It sounds annoying. <laughs> it, it, oh my god, it sounds annoying. And I think, yeah, it, it really would be with, with, with Nikki Bella being annoying. Uh, with that being said, it was said that Becky Lynch wanted told the Defense to said. I want to try to to, uh, belt to Shayna Baszler. And he said no. Vince said no. She did the whole vampire thing when she first got in there. That went nowhere. Nowhere. That went absolutely nowhere. Becky barely beat her at WrestleMania. That was terrible. She didn't win the Royal Rumble. Charlotte did. which She ended up winning the, the, the NXT Championship to the point where they burnt her out. Now she's going until 2021. So... All the stuff that they could do with Shayna Baszler and making her Raw Women Champion. No, he is sour on this woman. And once again, I don't understand why Vince do, does this. And then if they if she's out on TV, she can't get over, and she can't get over, she ain't got no job. So it, it looks like what may happen is Shayna Baszler may go back down to uh, NXT. But then once again, it's just like you, I understand NXT could be the better show because Triple H is in charge of it, and he does he does a different brand of wrestling. I, I'm all for that. I really am. But that main roster is what people, people want to go to that's that main TV time. That's that that's that main roster money, and then you, of course you don't want to plateau yourself in NXT. There's, just, there's more titles, there's more things to do, there's more opportunities, there's more TV time in the day, you know, when you're on the main roster. The main roster just needs uh some help getting their, you know, their shit together. Right. They're, 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 uh, to be real with you, and I'm like, Oz is the World Women's Champion now, and they're tr- sitting there trying to squeeze the rag of Sasha and Bailey out on, 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 on a Oscar to the point where after this is done, who she got for SummerSlam? There is nobody there. She already had her match with Nia Jax, Ky- uh, Kyrie in. I'll get into a little bit later, but that's her tag team partner. She going to face Sasha at Extreme Rules. She just faced Bailey on Raw. I'm just like she already faced Charlotte three weeks in a row, three weeks in a row. So then, who's left in the barrel on Raw? The Iconics? No, thank you. Mm. Ruby Riot is on a 12 match losing streak. What? The, I will repeat it. Ruby Riot is my girl is on a 12 match losing streak. Disgusting. And Where are they going? It, exactly. So I, I'm sitting there trying to think, like, okay, well. Maybe the Ruby Riot is a storyline because they, they tease the her and Liv thing backstage. Because Liv Morgan keeps losing, nobody wants to see that the tie has been there and done that already. And then you have Lana because Lana's with with, with, with uh, Natalia now. After after Bobby said he wants a divorce,
1: why is she with Natalia?
0: Because. You know her Bobby hurt her, and then Natalia was hurt because she kept losing matches. She do a little Christian tantrum, uh, in um. Backstage or in the ring where she was losing, and then they decided to pair up. Oh, and now when Natalia comes to the ring, Lana comes with her.
1: That's so random.
0: Yes, it's very random. Very. Fucking random. And once again, so that's your raw women's roster. So then once again, if you, what's the point? You don't want to just bring Shayna back to try to build her up for two weeks to have her just be fed to Oscar and lose. There's the, there is nothing right. that there, there, There's nobody there's nothing for them to do because it's like you have whatever momentum Shayna had at the beginning of the year, it's done. That. Mm-hmm. The last pay per view that she was in was here in Philly at Extreme Rules, and I and I heard that that wasn't even that. Well, first of all, I seen that wasn't even that good of a match, but I heard the reception was that great neither. And it's just that I feel bad for women because you know, once again, you're not everybody's not going to be born a certain way. Okay, right, and. There are a league of women out there who can kick ass they can work their ass off out there and I think let's say be good looking woman because you know the WWE, you're trying to sell you're trying to sell them to them but, but however every woman's not gonna look the same and this notion of what Vince thinks is you know his ideal women's wrestler you know doesn't always get the job done all the time. You could put a rocket on Nia Jax's back. Not Nia Jax. You could put a rocket on Shayna Baszler's back right now. She could She could have been the one to take the place of Ronda Rousey at the moment. Before Ronda, whatever, she wants to come back. But if, if Ronda want to come back. Because Ronda don't want to deal with these fucking ass fans. And 50% of me is like, I don't blame her. 50% of me. But you get, but you can take. First of all, people don't understand. Shayna Baszler is like forty years old. Is she really? Yeah, Shayna Baszler. If she's not forty, she's thirty nine years old. She's older. Yeah. And people don't understand, like to the point where it's like, okay, y'all gotta understand something. Shayna Basler gonna be wrestling forever or doing contact or athletic sports forever. You know, let's see, Shayna Baszler, August eighth. 1980 So that means This year August 8 She turned 40 She Turns 40 Now homegirl Been doing good for a second She don't look 40 Not at all I'm saying But uh She about to be 40 So I mean That's That's wrestling Oh that's That's athlete old Mm
1: hmm.
0: And it's like if she don't get her shot now, then she ain't gonna get her shot at all. I mean, I'm listening. I don't know. At, at, at this point, I'm starting to wonder: Did she even need to, to to get the call up? Well, she didn't because I mean, right right now they don't a the call because they really didn't have any w- women built because they they were in the process of rebuilding their NXT women's division down there. So they can have you know some, but they didn't have a, a, like a legit contender really to kind of like beat uh Shayna Baszler right now. The champ, oh god, the champion is um Io Shirai. Io Shirai that went from Charlotte that went from uh Real Ripley. Real Ripley. R- Ripley was hot, and they just they they had no right taking that title off of her. Not at all. They Not had, with Charlotte at least. Exact. They had no right to take their title off of Rhea Ripley. They didn't need to do that, and they did it anyway, and it cooled her down, and that's what happened, and it cooled her down. See, what's the thing is, Vince takes these women that he likes, uh, push them to the top, cools everybody else down, but then and then once again, it's like, you're just leaving us here at NXT with, with the women. Now I gotta f- find a way to build Ripley, Rip, Rhea Ripley back up when she's out there having rivalry matches with uh, the Robert Stone brand. She don't need to be doing that. At all. She don't need to be doing that at all. Oh, yeah. I was about
1: to say, yeah, she definitely... I definitely
0: saw that. She was fighting... She had two people in that clover lead. Yeah. Uh, what like, are they doing? We're We don't even need to be part of that right now. We need to be in the championship picture in the hunt. Her and Ian Shirai should be having a feud right now for the championship. But right now, she got to wait in line because Tegan Knox is next in line for the championship Tegan opportunity. Knox. T- only Tegan Nox Tegan Knox. I'm,
1: I'm sure
0: Nox. yeah I mean the only thing I don't like about T- Tegan Knox is the shiniest wizard finishing move I, I don't like that but other, yeah. than, other, other than that yeah she uh she next in line so once again it's unfortunate I hate it but uh that this is sour on her and it's it's very and disappointing also what's sickening and disappointing is what's happening with Kyrie Zane. So now, when I'm recording this, <clears throat> I will say, yeah,
1: because yeah. I definitely
0: saw she did the elbow. Yeah, so when we're recording this, uh, we recorded the podcast a little late. Raw happened. Kyrie Zane came back <clears throat> and had a match with Sasha Banks. Before that, there was actually talk that Kyrie Zane's career wow. may be over due to the way the injuries of when the concussions that she's been getting and especially with wrestling Nia Jax going to Action Park <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> going to Action Park <laughs> going Action, action Kyrie Zay was all up in Action part had a season pass all in 2020 okay and she was getting her ass handed to her and I'm like I feel bad for it to the point where they was thinking about making her the Titus O'Neil role an ambassador for Japan and I was just like, whoa, 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 don't, don't do this to this woman just yet. Because Kyrie Zayn is still only in her 20s <clears> at <throat> And I'm like, I would hate to have this woman injured. Because of selfishness, uh, uh, just, just inexperience by Nia Jax. And she don't get reprimanded for it. Now, once again, she ain't been on TV yet. So, I, I don't know, you know, she she could be, that could be her punishment also. But uh, to do this to Kyrie Zane, because here's the thing I don't want to hear about how little Kyrie Zane is or injury prone. Look, I get it, Samoa Joe's injury prone, but when it comes to Kyrie Zane, I've seen her have awesome ass matches in NXT with Shayna Baszler, with Ember Moon, with all these kind of uh, all these women in there to the point where I'm like, so she was in some brutal matches. Uh, in NXT, and she didn't get hurt, but she comes to the main roster, and then she's on there. Like there was one time where she got concussion in the tag team match with uh, sh- the TLC match with Charlotte and Becky versus uh, the Kabuki Warriors. I get that. Mm-hmm. That was that was an accident that happened, and she was clearly not there. However, the Nia Jack stuff did not help at all. That did not help at all, and then once again, Nia Jax, with how bigger, how much bigger she is, and how much you know weight she just can just throw around, it's just like she just th- tossing th- this girl around, and it's it's unfortunate. And I was just like, yo, I hope that her career is not over. So that's what we was going to talk about. But she comes back on Raw tonight. Now, once again, I don't know if this episode of Raw is taped. I don't know if this episode of Raw has been pre-taped. But Oscar did ask for a, a tattoo title match next week on Raw, so it either had to be live or this 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 the first week of taping because of the COVID stuff. I'm not necessarily sure what the Raw schedule is anymore. I used to know it, but now I don't. I don't know either. So I don't know if this is a this is a live episode. If this was a tape episode because. They usually take like in two weeks, so to the point where you work that day, you gotta come back until the next like not not, not next Monday, but the Monday after that kind of thing. <clears throat> so I don't know which money this lands on, especially after next like, said they got they got a the COVID so but it's it, okay, so it's good to see that Kyrie Zane is back. It is good to see Kyrie Zane is back, but however, it is just it is um a little frightening that That was even, you know, discussed. So I hope she, you know, I hope that that's not the case for her. But I heard that she's supposed to be leaving anyway to go back to Japan because that's where her husband is at. Oh, really? Yeah, she got married. Oh, she got Yeah, she got married uh, earlier this year and her husband is over there in Japan. I mean, shit, I ain't coming over to America right now. (laughs) So I'm staying over in Japan and and if I'm married... Why wouldn't I want to see my husband? I mean, newlyweds, okay? I don't want to be with my husband. I don't want to be with my wife, and the more sensible thing is for her to go to Japan instead of him coming over to America. So, uh, right? Because Japan, they, I think they're done as far as cases. Well, it almost I mean, the the, the continent of Asia is starting to get is starting to because they had a little surge, but they, they're trying to get back on track as well. So I mean, the only the only people that said they were done was New Zealand. Don't know how they did it, but they're done with the coronavirus. Now for you know America right now for them being stupid. So yeah, she go back to she, she can go back to Japan and and be with her husband, which she has every right to do. And if I was her, I would I would say that too. And I I don't know if that's still going to be the case now or if it's going to be. So that they lose next week, that they all they also had planned an injury angle uh for it. You know, somebody to injure Kyrie Zane and she'd be out for a long period of time, and it would you know get Oscar, Oscar pissed off because that was her tag team partner. And but they was not going, they was not going to make it Nia Jax. Which also says, well, if you're going to make it Nia Jax, then what you going to do? Make it Shanna Basil because you, you ain't using her. But but I'm like right. I mean but honestly it probably should I don't be. Like, I, don't,
1: I don't like that way of going out.
0: Though. I don't like that way of going out neither. Right. Not not all the time because I'm just like you get your ass kicked that bad next thing you know you, you don't come back and, and try to get try to get that receipt. Right. Like, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I feel about it. But it, it it all depends on the angle like like the way Matt Hardy went out I was just like all right he can go out to AEW because I don't need to see Matt Hardy do anything else. Because Matt Hardy's all character now. Matt Hardy can barely walk. <laughs> that's, just, that's just the truth of it. You're not going to get a five-star Matt Hardy match anymore. Don't look for it. You, you're getting Matt Hardy for broken. That's what you're getting Matt Hardy for these days. So, I don't know what the plan for Kyrie Zane is. I gotta, now i got to definitely wait and see. But, you know, I, I'm glad that she's alright. I didn't. I, I mean, she could be a bat, an ambassador for Japan still. You know, and Russell every now and then like Titus do. But... I still want to see her more active in the ring. And I hope, you know, Nia Jax is not walking away scot free. Because, like so I said, I didn't see her on TV. So, I doubt she's um <clears throat> getting any kind of work or anything. So, moving on from there, we also have uh, news of a big sale that took place. Now, QFlo, are you familiar with Evolve Wrestling?
1: It sounds familiar.
0: Okay, so Evolve Wrestling that sounds very
1: familiar.
0: Yes, Evolve Wrestling was a Indie promotion, one of the biggest ones that they had that WWE had a, a associated partnership with. That Evolve would use some uh, of the Yes, I know I
1: know what it is now because they, <clears throat> they usually would have like an Evolve match during WrestleMania like during
0: the access, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So I knew it sounded familiar. Uh Gabe Sapuski was the one who uh, was in charge of Evolve. Him and Daniel Bryan back in the day. helped create Evolve, even though Daniel Bryan didn't start wrestling in Evolve. He went to WWE, choked out Justin Roberts with his tie, came back, wrestled for Evolve for a little bit. And they have had a great, you know, indie uh, wrestling promotion there that WWE was loosely based with. Well, now, Evolve Wrestling has been bought by WWE. They have been bought. Uh, Evolve just celebrated their 10 year anniversary, and I went to that show. Uh, oh, nice! Me and Chuck went to that show <clears throat> because one, it was the first indie show that was. <clears throat> excuse me, it was the first indie show that was going to be show on the WWE network. So if you go to WWE network, type in Evolve. You'll find the Evolve show. I'm at that show, nice. And they that they had Matt Riddle taking on Drew Gulak. That's when I really realized I liked the wrestling of Drew Gulak because that was a good, gr- that was a great match he had there. And they had they had Giant Gorgano there. So, and once again, these people all from Evolve Wrestling. There's so many people that's in uh, WWE right now, NXT. that come from Evolve, from Gorgano to Riddle to Keith Lee. To then you go to AEW, then Darby Allen's over there. He can like it's not too much over there in Evolve. But you, you've got so many guys that was part of that Evolve machine. And uh, it's amazing. It, it it really grew into something. And now, unfortunately, WWE has bought the rights to uh, Evolve. So that means now they have all the, the, the entire library, all the matches, all the events that they can willingly pay if they wanted to on WWE Network if Vince wants to. Mm-hmm. And it saddens me because I don't and the, the reason why this is this is news is because with the pandemic going on a lot of indie promotions are suffering because there's no money to be made. Everybody right. is not WWE who, who signed to a big network Networking thing like USA and Fox and everybody's on AEW who's signed over at Turner and TNT. Those are the big wrestling companies that that get the money, they get the exposure, that get the TV time. Evolve, Ring of Honor, all Impact Wrestling. Those NWA Power NWA power had to shut down because that that, that that was on YouTube, and they weren't getting enough revenue to kind of like continue and they may go under and it's it's kind of scary because right now there was we was just getting back to what it used to look like in the late 90's of wrestling where I wasn't forced to just watch WWE you have options now and with those options you, had, you have WWE, you have AEW, you have Impact Wrestling, you have Ring of Honor, you had Evolve, you had uh Dragon Gate, you have New Japan. You know, you, there's so many different. If you're a wrestling fan, there's so many different avenues to take, other than just when we was in that mid 2000s era uh, or that early 2000s. When everything was just WWE when WCW died. Right. Right. So now, well, a lot of these promotions that was doing good, a lot of them took a big hit that WrestleMania weekend because, as we know from the pandemic, there was no WrestleMania. WrestleMania 36, which this is what happens. Uh, Quiet room, huh? Yeah, quiet. Yeah, it was. This is what happened. A lot of people don't truly understand what kind of revenue WrestleMania brings in. So, if you're listening, Michael Nutter, I want you to listen to this, okay? So, when WrestleMania comes to the city, they host four shows. They got their WrestleMania, obviously. They got their NXT TakeOver, whatever that city is. They got their Raw SmackDown. You feel me so far? They got their Hall of Fame. Now, that's just for the WWE side. So what happens is, because I, I, I listen to a lot of Brian Zayn and stuff like that. All the indie promotions, they come to the city to capitalize off the revenue that's coming in the city. WrestleMania, when they when, when, when Vincent brings his machine here, they, if they, say if they come to Philly, which i need them to, but say if, but next year they're going to Hollywood, supposedly, they're not just filling up their arena with people from L.A. There's people from all over the United States, all over the world that's coming to this event in that city. So once again, when you come to that event, everybody is not always a WWE fan, and everybody doesn't want to be... In WWE all day long. So what what happens? They host their shows. Evolve puts on a special show. They make sure they have a damn good card. Ring of Honor may come there. They have a WrestleCon that comes here. That all the <clears throat> Certain Wrestlers that are free agents or that work for different companies can come here and they can go and you can meet the wrestlers of it. There's so much stuff to do in your city involving wrestling when WrestleMania Weekend comes here. But when there is no WrestleMania weekend. WWE survives AEW survives but they don't they missed out on a shit ton of money this past year <clears throat> when there was no Wrestlemania and I think that hurt them I think that hurt Evolve a lot <clears throat> and once again the wrestlers like Tony Nese Apollo Crews Austin Theory Brody Lee John Moxley, Drew Gulak, Keith Lee, Orny uh, Lorkin, Gorgano, Malcolm Bivens, Matt Riddle, Ricochet, Rich Swan, Kalisto, Shazi Blackheart, who i seen kill herself live in person, Sammy Callahan, Timothy Thatcher, TJ Perkins. Those are all people from Evolve. And <clears throat> I know. Those are all people from Evolve. And it's just like you gotta understand that they had a good makeup of everybody there and now most of these people are here in WWE right now because of Evolve now like I said I don't know what Vince's plan is with Evolve afterwards but I'm just saying it's it's, it's a little heartbreaking when you see some of the indie you know promotions kind of like fall by the wayside because of this pandemic. Because we don't know what, what's going to happen next. We don't know I what's going
1: your to I girl
0: trying to give her the input. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I hear my daughter trying to give the input <laughs> on that, too. I mean, I, I, she can cry for evolve Long as long as she ain't crying for like, Impact Wrestler, I'm cool. Because, <laughs> as you see, Impact has had to fire their their world champion right before their biggest pay per view of the year. But that is
1: tragic. I'm, I'm shocked they're <clears>
0: even still going at this <clears throat> point. It, Bro, I don't even know how Impact is still living. And the thing is, if you. It's sad when you look at Impact today You're like If you know what Impact was before You're like what happened If you're a new fan You're like Who ever watched this TNA back in the day From 2002 To 2011 Was the shit That was the second alternative to WWE The only problem was They were on Spike TV And they didn't average as large of audience as WWE did But once again They still had mega stars over there and they was get they was getting their money, and then you know what happened? They hired Hogan and Bischoff. <laughs> they hired Hogan and Bischoff, and then TNA went down the crapshoot. And the next thing you know, they were paying their stars, and then people like AJ said, "I'm bouncing." And then from 2000 that that, that 2014, 15 era, they just they just something just happened, and then they went from wrestling in front of. Eleven hundred people a night to like sixty to fifty people. Oh boy, yeah, Impact to the point they they tried to merge it with Global Force Wrestling from with Jeff Jarrett promotion. That shit didn't work. It it, it it was it was just sad. It was the I, I would love a, an actual honest documentary of the rise and fall of TNA slash Impact Wrestling so you can really get the gist of what you know what was happening. But if I don't know if this pandemic what? we going to see it get dark. And then they're going to they gonna have to mention Matt Hardy. Yeah. I mentioned him saving the company
1: just for y'all to whew,
0: yeah. let that momentum fall by the wayside. Fall by the wayside. And like I said, because he single handedly brought Impact up with the broken Matt Hardy stuff. Single handedly. So, you know, like I said, it, it's, it's really sad. It's it said that most people that I like over there aren't even there over there no more. And I'm just like... Oh. And they said they had to fire Tesla for being an ass. So, now, now you got to crown a new champion at your Sanversity pay-per-view because, you know, it, it, that's what will be your biggest draw. Yeah, so, I mean, like I said, they finalized the purchase. They, they own it now. It's, it's going to kind of suck. Like I said, I didn't watch... You know, evolve like on a regular basis because, see, once again, all these indie stuff come on Fight TV. I have Fight TV, but I only have Fight TV for, believe it or not, some Ring of Honor stuff because Cody was over there. And then AEW happened. I was like, well, I don't need this no more. <laughs> I really don't. I haven't watched Fight Oh, then Fight TV, you can also watch UFC fights and all that other stuff on there too, and boxing, yep. pay views and stuff like that. So, yeah, but Rustin falls in that category. Over there on Fight TV, also, so they own it now. You know, uh, I said I hope maybe if Matt Riddle or any of these people are in, in the main event at SummerSlam, WrestleMania, they can use some of the footage for, for backstory and stuff like that, or they could just be very kind to us and ha- have us watch some Evolve stuff uh, on the network. And that and that would be awesome. And it was fun too, cause that 10th anniversary show. You could tell the difference when you're there on one night. And you got the they got, they got they got their camera crew, and then we got the WWE camera crew. Like, here's the money. Here's the money, because as soon as that little network thing played on the big screen, everybody started cheering. I was like, oh, I thought y'all hated WWE, but no. I say as soon as they played, y'all was up there cheering and all all that all the. the 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 big money crews, the big cameras, and all that stuff like that, man, y'all got turned out, turned out. But I said, but I said, it's. I I just hope that some of these other indie promotions can like c- kind of stay afloat. All right, guys. So usually I don't review. Uh, certain things off the WWE, the WWE network, but I think what I want to do is start reviewing more stuff off the network because there's some really good content out there. When some things push uh, past my so to Steve Austin's broken skull sessions, has you know has been a big thing. It's like his podcast that he used to have, but then he, they canceled that. Then he came back and now they have these long drawn out interviews. And me personally, I I have enjoyed the Broken Skull Sessions more than I have enjoyed the Stone Cold uh, Podcast that he, that he had. Because I felt as though that was too much to in the thing. This one now, it's like, it's his ranch, it's his thing. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. He can say what he wants also. So, that's what I think I like about it. Now, the first episode I seen was the Undertaker's episode because Undertaker was, you know, ha- hasn't been out there a lot. But... Then I seen of course Bret Hart. I've seen Ric Flair. I've seen Goldberg. You know, I I I I, I wanted to see the Goldberg episode, but uh, I was like, okay, you know, I I know it's gonna be good interviews. I've seen most of those interviews before, but this time he interviewed Mark Henry, the world's Strongest Man. I was actually shocked by that because I was just like, wow, okay, I see that you know he's uh, branching that bubble a little bit. It's like Steve uh, Stone Cold like interview like a certain kind of people like on that top top tier uh mount rushmore status kind of thing and uh jericho's podcast is like a array of everybody so when he was interviewing mark henry i was just like oh i gotta see the interview and i, I gotta see the broker's and which i see now when i looked at it it's one of the best ones it really is one of the best ones it was a good interview it was a you know got a good amount of insight and now if you had seen the Mark Henry World's Strongest Man documentary on the W Network, most of the stuff that he said in this interview is already in there. But did, I did find out a lot more things uh, that I didn't know about Mark Henry as well. So I, I was going to give you guys my take on it, my view of it, because like I said, I, I just reviewed the whole uh, Last Ride documentary from The Undertaker, which was the, is the best one that they've done. And so I was like, well, let me get into some more network stuff. And they got the Broken Skull Sessions on there with Mark Henry. So they talk, you know, Stone Cold Mark Henry busting up and everything, two Texas boys, and then, uh, they talk about, you know, the usual stuff that Mark Henry, when he was younger, and how he, uh, him, him and he was very close to his mom, and he said his brother was like Clark Kent and Superman, he couldn't do no wrong, he could do all that, do all this kind of stuff, and it made him very, very angry, and, you know, resentful and stuff like that. So that's that's and he had a chip on his shoulder because he was the youngest, but yet the brother was getting all the spotlight. It's kind of like everybody loves Raymond, okay? And anybody's looking like why, but he gets all the you know he gets all the credibility, he gets all the spotlight. Well, he said uh, his dad used to like stack uh, bricks and stuff in these trash cans, and they they would have to move the trash cans and, and, and move the uh, the bricks over like there. You know, old Southern work. And he said he was lazy. He would just pick up the trash can and put over his shoulder and walk, which they could really figure out that how strong, you know, Mark Henry was getting. So his mother bought him some dumbbells, and then he started, you know, working out. And we got into talking about uh, him going into the Olympics and him, uh, you know, just the deadlift record that he has had for years. I think somebody broke it though. I think his deadlift deadlift record was nine hundred and 85 pounds i believe it was for a deadlift and then i think somebody I, did, I know it's been broken since then but yeah he he's had the deadlift record for a while there are a lot of strongman competitions and then he talked about how him and his friends were wrestler fans and then uh he got the call from vince mcmahon and then the infamous i hung up on vince mcmahon story and then you know Stoko got a good laugh out of that and everything that he talks about, you know, how Vince called him in. And when he got there, he was very green and very angry because, you know, Mark Henry's not a guy that looks like, I want to piss this guy off. Not at all. I don't want to piss this guy off at nothing. So he said he remembers that uh, he, he used to be a bag boy for Yokozuna back in the day. You know, he used to carry Yokozuna's bags and everything. And Yokozuna and Undertaker was close and he came into the back and then I took said we got a new baby face right there. He said, "Who are you talking to, me? You don't I'm not no baby face." Not understanding that that's what they that's what the term for good guy means in the wrestling business. And I like how he explained that he wasn't up on all the wrestling lingo certain things have certain lingos that you may understand like if you're not fully immersed in that culture that you're not going to understand certain things and everything has like a culture what I'm doing right now is podcast culture you got geek and gamer culture you have the FGC like I love playing fighting games that's the FGC culture so many different terminology that you can use for fighting games and people who just play casually like what are you even talking about for baseball for basketball you know for love taps and basketball and the football and you know if somebody ever played basketball before they hear you say and one they they don't know what that means so when you go into wrestling there's different terms of heel and babyface and getting over and ribbing you and all that stuff like that day he didn't understand what any of that meant now when mark Henry came in 96 that was a time where stone cold was coming in and doing the ring ringmaster stuff then the Austin 316 was birthed the next year and everything like that so at that time, you know, that whole World Strong, uh Strongest Man gimmick kind of thing. Because back then, in the mid-90s, all WWE was about was gimmicks. You know, things of that nature. So, uh, he he went, you know, had, had to fight a couple injuries. And then they decided to stick him in with the Nation of Domination. And then he talked about all the guys there talking about The Godfather... D'Lo Brown, Ron Simmons, and The Rock, all in there. How all the personalities working? How you know? How uh, in 1997, when they had In Your House, The Generation X, The Rock and Stone Cold was in a heated rivalry for the IC Championship. This is back when the IC Championship meant something, not the WWE Championship, the IC Championship. And no disrespect to Shawn Michaels, but at that time. I was more into the IC feud between The Rock and Stone Cold than I was with, like, in 97 when they, they they tried different things for Shawn Michaels, like Shawn and Owen Hart, Shawn and Ken Shanrock, and stuff like that. I wasn't into any of those feuds at all because that's when Bret left and all that stuff like that. I wasn't into any of them things he was trying to do with Shawn back in, like, uh, 97. However, when they did have... The Undertaker kind of win it, and then they had the Undertaker Bret Hart thing going on. You know, it was uh, I enjoyed that kind of stuff. But it that inter that that lower level intercontinental thing was good, so there was a time when Stone Cold took on the whole nation of domination, and they brought that up and they talked about, he talked about how, but uh, at that time Dilo was the best worker out of all of them, and I've heard all great things about D-Lo Brown and his work and stuff like that, and I looked at wrestling for a long time. At that time, D'Lo Brown was the best wrestler out of all of them. Each one brought something uh, special to the nation. But if you talk about pure in-ring skills, D'Lo Brown had that thing made. One day should be a Hall of Famer. Because D'Lo Brown, no matter where he goes, it's like like Jim Cornette was saying about D'Lo Brown in one interview of how... He reminded him of Ernie lad, but more athletic in a way. And that's scary. And D Lo, if you look at some of D Lo Brown's matches, he was before his time. D'Lo Brown was before his time and has one of the best frog splashes in the business. Period. Okay? Period. It ain't about Leo Rush. Because Leo Rush does D Lo Brown's frog splash. He was doing that way before uh you know anybody else was doing it. So, I, all, all I'm saying is, um, I agree with him. And then he said, so, they was asking Mark Henry, yo, we want to do this thing on, on uh, Stone Cold's going to beat some of you guys up on the car. And who wants to take this backdrop? But D-Lo was the first one to be like, I'll take it. So, he showed the clip of where Stone Cold backdrop Delo Brown on the windshield of the car. I remember that whole beat down. That joint was great. Okay. Now, as a wrestling fan, I obviously... You know, if you want to look at it from a political standpoint, you know, what I'm saying, of course, that, that could probably make you mad, stuff like that. But obviously, but from a wrestler standpoint, you know, because the nation, you know, being healed, stuff like that, and seeing Stone Cold beat up the most one of the most dominant groups, because back then, this is when stables were dominant, not just like you know, hey, we're gonna make a stable, maybe I get to ask you. No, this was he had to beat up Ron Simmons and, and the to D. Lebron deal, I got stunned on the car and everything. So I, he remembered that whole thing, and he remembered how The Rock would be in the. Uh, hotel room or being the restaurants or being stuff like that, and say, Hey, let's uh, he was going over his promos and stuff like that because he was the, the most entertaining one that was there, and he would go over his promos and do all that kind of stuff like that and talk about uh, and he said, talking about how to get with Snow Cold, and th- those two on the mic were some of the uh, best talkers ever, best talkers ever, so um. He was like, "Yo, man, take time to eat," and things that and things like that. So I, I liked all other things that he did with the nation. He said Ron Simmons was the father figure, and he was even the father figure to the Godfather. And they were like the same age, and he said he would still talk to, like you know, God, uh, like like a father figure, and say, "If this ain't gonna work, I'm gonna kick you out." And then he was just like, "Kick you out the nation" because the nation was his. And I do remember you know, when when the Rock took over, and then that's when the nation became. Because see, when the nation first started. The nation was pure militant. It, the, the nation was like a mixture of the Black Panther Party meets the Nation of Islam. That's what. That's what. Well, I can't say when it first started. I, because when it first started, I didn't know what the nation was because you had, I guess it was like a nation of different people because you you had like the uh, Eight Ball and Skull. I think I forgot who. Uh, who, who, who those those bikers guys were when when the nation first started, they was in there. But when it was just Ron Simmons and then you know Anthony Mason as the the manager, and uh, it was and Clarence Mason, Anthony Mason, the basketball player, Clarence Mason as the manager, and when they were in like that whole ninety early ninety seven era when there was few when Ahmed Johnson, that was the militant Black Panther meets Nation of Islam right there nation then when the rock got to it it was more chill it was more like you know we some in lack of a better words kind of like urban use type thing where we, you know, they all got comfortable they, they they were dressing nice they put on the expensive watches and stuff like that had your know, godfather had the holes and everything so that's what the rocks nation was and then rossers was the more militant nation i love both versions of the nation and I, I didn't see the clip where if Mark Henry was, you know, if they would do a new nation today, who would it be, who would be in there? I always thought that the new day was going down that road when Xavier Woods came out in 2014 to that whole little militant style uh, gimmick. So, um, I, I felt as though that at that point I called, I was like, that is going to be the new nation. But then, uh... That didn't happen. The new thing, successful as it is, they just celebrate six years of being a team. I that, that, that's so long. I, I don't really want them to break up. I do want them to go to start doing some more single stuff, but I really don't want them to break up. But if it, if you talk about nation or t- things right now, MVP is the best candidate for starting that new group, and Bobby Lashley is the perfect pick to be that powerhouse world champion of the group. So I want to see what the whole thing overall plays out with that. But yeah, definitely that so in, after the nation thing he says well now they're starting to go back into more characters and they bring up the whole sexual chocolate thing and he said that D. LeBron was like there's no way they're going to let you be sexual chocolate well sexual chocolate was a play on uh, what happened in Coming to America with Randy Watson and then he mixed that with Barry White and then, and then we got bam sexual chocolate with Mark Henry they talked about Mae Young he talked about how Mae Young had a sailor tattoo on her forearm and uh she was a was a tough, tough woman, he enjoyed working with her, they gave birth to a hand, they were showing when Gerald Bisco threw up when the hand came out, and he said to this day, I don't I don't understand why Vince used the hand, and he was like it's cause it's a hand, and that is the brand of Vince's humor, and I'm just like all I heard to myself was, that's such good shit, I realized all I heard to myself is him saying that, I'm just like well, d- there you have it then one of my favorite things about the attitude era uh, especially 1990 because in my personal opinion 98 is the best year of the attitude era every year every 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 generation has it has a thing 98 was the best year when it comes to the attitude era i always pick 94 for new generation I always either pick between 2002 or 2003 as the best year for ruthless aggression, you know. So it's it, there different years where they can uh, where they do different things. '98 was the best one, and in that time we had the nation feuding with DX. So of course we're getting to when that when you have Romeo and Juliet, you know, the two families fighting each other, there's always these two love things. But the thing was, Mark Henry had the crush on China. So, of course, they brought up the whole thing with him in China. And Stone Cold said, that is just gold right there. He just, he loved the whole stuff with uh, Mark Henry in China. And he said, my whole goal was to make China laugh. And she was stone-faced the whole time. She's like, Mark, it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. Then finally, he got her to make her he found a way to make her laugh. And when she laughed, he said, from then on, it was easy. All I had to do was just stare at her and then she just started busting out laughing. And then then they showed the, uh, the clip of when uh, Mark Henry won a date with China. And it was funny because DX and, and the Nation was feuding hardcore where you, you, I can remember... In SummerSlam 98 when it was The Rock versus Triple H in the ladder match. And then China brought Triple H out to the ring. And then Mark Henry came out with The Rock. And Mark Henry was all doing a little tongue dance to chat over the quarter. And I was like, yo, this this thing is crazy. So he said, look, we're going to tell you have a good day. She's like, don't, don't touch me. Don't touch me. And she goes to the car. And then, you know, uh, you see Dio dressed up as, as the chauffeur. And she's like, D-Lo, are you serious? And he's like, no, man, that's not d man. Go get in the car. He said, like, come on, man. I'll be out with this. I thought the whole thing was great. And, they, they, of course, they didn't show, you know, the whole date and stuff like that. Because I would I could watch that and not rewind. You know, I, I could just just let it go. I thought that stuff is great. So, with that being said, they're going to it. And he said, but, uh, Soko said, there was a time you had to go down to OVW. Which I did skip a part that went back in the day, uh, in, in 96, when he was the strong, strongest man, he, he went up to Calvary. And that's how him and the Hearts got so cool. He said he used to watch Bret Hart's kids, and he we would defend why Bret and his wife go out and do certain things. He got cool with Owen. Then he got into the Stu Hart dungeon. He was like, as strong as you are, you are able to, there's certain different holes that you can do that can really like, punch your opponent. So he, Mark Harry, learned from the dungeon also, you know, especially as being a big guy. <clears throat> I, I, I don't know if he wants to do the whole classes like of course like you know the tie and Tyson, Tyson K, like that in, in the dungeon but he has had a taste of the Stu Hart dungeon so and I, I can see why because Bret Hart there have been times that Bret Hart be on Twitter and like the Royal Rumble a couple years ago Mark got eliminated he's like if that is the world's strongest man y'all they shouldn't even be doing him like this so you can tell Bret Hart's Bret Hart but anyway he sent him down to OVW because he had gained like 30 pounds and then you know Mark Henry wasn't, at that time wasn't really the best wrestler. He was just a, just a big guy. But he wasn't a big guy that brought really nothing to the table other than entertaining or entertainment. He, he just went off by the World Strongest Man stuff and never shown too much of the World Strongest Man stuff since the 90s. And you had big guys like Bam Bam Bigelow with the cartwheels and Hugh Morris and Vader doing moonsaults on the top rope. And it's like, so what can you do? You know what I'm saying? Even Viscera had a rolling wheel kick that he was doing. So... Uh, he, he read Sports Illustrated that you know this guy calls himself the world strongest man but he he don't lift he don't do no competitions so that got Mark Henry man he just lost his mom so that was even more uh, kind of motivation because he was just being in the gym to, to work out he was getting his strength back and I remember seeing this in his documentary where he told Vince that he wants to go do the strongman competition Vince said okay but there's no place in the WWE for the second strongest man so he already motivated. Like, you got to go win this thing. So he went to go do the strongman competition, and the Arnold Classic. They showed the tire lift, the most fancy He's wearing the all red, and he has to lift those two like bus tires over his head. It's like three hundred and fifty some pounds, and he does it easily. And then he Stone Cold was pointing out how the guys in the back was looking like, "Oh, this guy back, here. look, look at this guy." And he said, "But Mark, he was like, what they're not showing you." Is the whole clip because he because was like D- those guys in the back are underselling you because that stuff is heavy, but Mark Henry got it up easily three different times, three different times, dead serious. Because I watched the whole clip, and they're out of eight guys, six of them six of them could not get that thing up i've watched it myself and and i was just like and, uh, the other two guys they only got up like once he got up three times easily okay so he goes and wins the arnold classic and everything and he's feeling himself so he comes back and that's when the whole draft happens the raw and smackdown stuff happens and then mark henry goes and then he's on smackdown and they have ron simmons and they, i remember this watching this every week they would take a different bet about different strong things he can do like bending frying pans and tearing all this stuff and bending poles and everything. That, that he was doing it. This was legit him because this was like, we're not doing sexual chocolate no more. We're going to the world's strongest man, Mark Henry type thing. So they they had the thing where Tess was in the limo and they, they put the WD forty on the back of the tires. So uh, they had a little spin effect also and so it won't damage the car and he will push the car back with his legs and then they show him push back the legs and then then you can hear Mark say tell him to stop because the grill was breaking and his legs was going in in the front of the limo like you're legit holding this you're legit holding this back with your legs bro you're crazy so Ron Simmons goes and takes the key out and then his uh Tony Todd, I believe his name was the one who. Uh, no, not Tony Todd. That's the candy. Uh, forgot what his name is. Uh, his his trainer was the one who said, "Lay, that was stupid. Don't do that again." You know, strong as strong as you are, stuff like that. There's not things you, you need to be doing. So it, it was kind of like treading water. Then they had uh, a match. Uh I forgot where this match was. Oh, Survivor Series, I think it may was, and then he goes to close on Mysterio in the corner, turns his whole quad. And you, you hear him telling the referee and telling Mysterio, I tore my quad. He falls down. He tags in Finley's He's like, look, my leg is done. I can't move. So Mark Henry comes out, out the matchup. And he says, look, I'm never going to be world champion. Yada, yada, yada. You know, I made some money. I'll trade water. I'll find the way it is. Kind of thing like that. So Vince is, has the magic, brings him back. They And then they talk about the Hall of Pain. My favorite era, Mark Henry, obviously. I'm so mad, though, they did not touch on that retirement speech because I remember Stone Cold on his podcast back then was saying, well, goddamn, he fooled the hell out of me. Like, I remember Stone Cold saying that because he was mad Mark Henry swerved him. I remember that. So, with all that being said, uh, he talks about how, where where did it start from? So, they, they had... After SmackDown, this dark match, since I've been to a live show, I can see him. And he was supposed to go up against Sin Cara, Sin Cara never showed up. He talks to referee talk about some, yo, what's going on with Sin Cara? Now he's getting pissed. And then uh Tony Chimmel, I think it was, uh, makes the announcement that, you know, Sincar is not gonna be out here, the match is not gonna be happening, and everybody can go home and you know, say, Thank you for coming out. Mark Henry was pissed. Like you gotta look the look on his face. It's like if if whatever is in hell, that is you know like that face is down there somewhere because he was he looked pure evil, and that was the rare they pulled on him. So he went to the back. He tore up the whole backstage. There was one writer was up. He said they're all going. They're all going. He kicks in the door. He kicks in the door to Vince McMahon's office. And then Vince wasn't there They ribbed him So he said Fuck it I'm done I quit And he and his wife was just like No man you can't quit Because uh, bills gotta be paid And he like No man we made enough money It's cool We got this You ain't gonna disrespect me like that So Vince called He said man why'd you get so angry He said I'm not gonna be disrespected He said look I don't want you to quit He said but I apologize I'm not gonna do that again He said but I wanna show you something And he showed him the, the footage of Mark Henry in the ring looking pissed, and he says that guy is scary, and they capitalized on that guy, and then that's when the whole Hall of Pain thing started, and that whole 2011 run of Mark Henry, and when he won the championship from Randy Orton. Now this is once again, there are a lot of people that feel as though that the WWE championship obviously is the better version of the championship. Vince cares about that more. I, I do agree with that, but you gotta understand that world champion. Not I, I think after the Mark Henry era, when we got to like 2013, I think I think after Edge lost it, or uh, you know, well, to, to be honest, yeah, that that became like straight secondary secondary title. But Edge, Orton, uh, Kane, Undertaker, Booker T, those some top names that held that title. I mean, of course, you, you had. When we it was in 2012, 2013, we had people like R-Truth. and Col- This is beyond when R-Truth was at the high point. Kofi Kingston, John Morrison, facing for that title. But I'm just like, no. Nah, there was a point where it, it was a legit title. And Mark Henry won it from Randy Orton. And then, I mean, it was intimidating. Nobody expected Mark Henry to win, and he won that title. And I do believe Mark Henry would have won a WWE title in John Cena and Money in the Bank in Philly in 2013. That should have happened. That's what the whole retirement thing was was about and i'm mad they didn't touch up on that but uh it you know it was a uh, a great documentary you talked about it he talked about being humble talking about being nice to the kids and you know it's all they always have the stigma of this huge big black man that's always the intimidator and then you know always the fear the problem with this country i go through now But mark cameron kids have been loving mark cameron. i like, like the junkyard dog love type thing and uh different things that he has done and now he's working on a book he has the bust open radio show which i just listened to the other day it's a good show the bust open radio show is a good show and mark henry's a part of that with dreamer and bully ray and stuff like that so uh it's, it's a really good show i recommend checking it out but uh you know i give it an a it was a great broken skull sessions makes you want to go back and watch the other ones I, this one and the Undertaker one my favorite ones. I got to finish watching the, the Goldberg one. And I'm curious to see what he's going to have on there next. Like, I would love. One thing I would love for Stone Cold for either a podcast or a broker Skull is put Booker T on there. Because. I would love to, you know, to, to get the chemistry between him and Booker T on there. And they they just never had that feud that it should have been, in my personal opinion. I'd like to see Booker T on there. Of course, The Rock is too busy to be on there. I'd like to see Sting on there. You know, those kind of things i I would like to see on there. I don't need to see Hogan lie anymore and stuff like that. So, But, uh, yeah, so that's, that was Booker School Sessions, and it, it was really good. I definitely recommend you check it out. I could not do... The Wednesday Night War this week, without my right hand man, Prime Time. Not Dion Sanders, but Prime Time.
1: What's up? What's up?
0: So this is a different kind of Wednesday Night War because we had head to head, sort of free pay per views for both, for both nights. Now we obviously know that this is what WWE had to do because Fighter Fest was already in the books like months ago. So they came up quickly with we're the. What are
1: you talking about? Triple A said that they've been had at the uh, Great American great Bash Badge. months ago, way before
0: they even thought of it. Man, stop. So uh, they got Great American Bash, but however, don't sleep because NXT beat AEW in Night One. But why? Let's find out. So we're going to go over. Oh, uh, y'all know why. We're going over Great American Bash Night One versus Fighter Fest. AEW of night one. So, while you further ado, let's get into the Wednesday night war and let's start over with the Great American Bash uh, for NXT. So, uh, we're at full, we're at full Sail now. We're not even at the performance center. So we're at yeah, full. No, they, se- they, they've been at full cell. Oh, they've been at full sale? Yeah, I, man, I thought they was at the so Raw and at the performance center there, right? Yeah, and
1: been, NXT has been has been at full sale ever since.
0: They had that takeover episode on NXT. Gotcha. Okay, I know they was allowed to go back in their full sub building, and once again, like you're down there in Florida, I don't, I, I, all I hear is getting worse. Are y'all, y'all cool down there?
1: Well, I am following the rules,
0: so yeah. Okay, I, exactly. Because I it's, it's like it's crazy. I'm t- trust me. I remember when we were the, uh, the epidemic at one point. But anyway, weeks we kick off. At Full Sailor University, with the Fatal Four Way Number One Contenders Elimination Match, Tegan Knox taking on Dakota Kai, taking on Mia taking on Candice LeRae. Mia in this matchup was already the highlight of of everything going on in this matchup. There was a a, a sequence where Tegan Knox uh, gets tripped up, Dakota Kai tries to go for the knee while she dripped across the, the bottom of the apron, doesn't work. Uh, Candice LeRae comes in, uh, takes out Tegan Knox, and then gives like a, uh, uh, I forgot what they call flatliner to, to Dakota Kai on the apron, and, and she takes a nasty fall. I'm like, Dakota, why are you taking these nasty falls? But uh, Candice LeRae, uh starts getting jumped in the ring, gets uh, a face wash by Dakota Kai, that gets kicked in the face by Mia Yim, and then she gets the the jumping knee. I don't know what she to protect your neck, and then Mia Yim eliminates Candice LeRae. So. Uh, then after that uh, we get some more we get more fighting and then all of a sudden Dakota Kai rolls up Mia Yim and then Mia Yim is eliminated so now it's down to the best friends again Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox. so <clears throat> they go back you
1: know they keep and, saying this is like a blood feud but every time they fight they always end up like a roller
0: it do this is the only time that it actually ended up where um you know, they got, you got like a pinfall. Uh, so, <clears throat> uh, we, we, we get a, a cannonball and then, uh, uh, she covers Dakota Kai, Kai kicks out and, uh, she, um, goes and go back and forth, exchanging stuff, uh, Dakota Kai tries to go and she misses her, her face wash and then, uh, knocks, uh, drop kicks her and then goes for, the shiniest wizard and then she w- I hate the shiniest wizard she beats Dakota Kai and now she wins the future uh shot at the NXT Women's Champion which is Io Shirai I'm not mad at the outcome but cause I was like I don't know what else to expect but right now they're rebuilding the women's division so how do you feel about Tegan Knox taking on Dakota Kai I mean uh, Tegan Nox taking on uh, Io Shirai pretty oh,
1: sure it'd be like a we just
0: need somebody For her to challenge
1: Type of thing Uh huh But I don't think They gonna take it See, I think the real Person might either Be Dakota Or somewhere Down the line Kansas
0: It needs to be Rhea Rhea should never Lost it
1: Yeah but I don't know What
0: they do I don't even think Rhea oh I don't know. We'll get to Rhea Now it's time for, uh, Backstage We get Damian Priest On the microphone uh, Back there with uh, Mackenzie Mitchell Talking about you know how Cameron Grimes doesn't know how to be a man. He slashes tires. He won't claim it. <laughs> he Got
1: a deep voice, said
0: so. He, he he wants a one-on-one match uh, with Cameron Grimes. The Cameron Grimes will uh, will uh, respond later. Uh, technical matchup up next with Timothy Thatcher taking on Oni Lorkin. You talk about a hard-hitting brute match right here. Because when Only Lorcan first came in, I was like, oh, he he's a job to the stars. Because I didn't know about Only Lorcan before he came in NXT and how good he was. And then uh, he would just put on some damn good matches. And this one is no exception. And uh, I like that something he was do with Timothy Thatcher. Like I said, he, he's really been getting big ever since the Matt Riddle uh, cage fight that he had. Uh, he reverses the crab and takes Lorcan down. And uh puts a knee in him and, and puts him in the Fujiwara arm, uh, arm bar and pulls Yeah. Arm bar. And then uh Lorkin taps out. And then after the match he holds on to uh you know, his arm kinda like you know, kind like what he does in his whole fight videos, uh, training videos that he does. I thought it was good. What you think?
1: It's alright. I Not mean nothing. Nothing. I mean,
0: it was a hard hitting match, but nothing special. I do understand that. You know, uh, I mean, but uh, like I said, I, I, I did enjoy it. Like I said, I, I I'm liking the, the the build of Timothy Thatcher. Then we get uh, a little promo package about uh carrying Cross and coming after uh, the, uh, the the champion of the win take all, whether it be Keith Lee or whether it be Adam Cole. So that should be interesting. And then we get the two on one handicap match Robert Stone and a lead from the Robert Stone brand. Uh, hey, Mark Merrill. You see. <laughs> <laughs> versus Rhea Ripley. For those who don't understand. Mark Merrill with
1: the scooters. He ain't come out with the scooters. Yeah, Mark
0: Merrill. Oh, he was like, if y'all remember Mark Merrill from 1998, I'm not talking about Jimmy B. Bad Mark Merrill where he's like Little Richard. I'm talking about uh, Mark Merrill from when he was saved, where he, he had the little boxing trousers on and, and his hands taped up. That's what Robinson looked like, and I was like, "Well, maybe if he was Robbie E, you, you would yeah. fit that better." But you lost a lot of muscle. Like, what happened to the whole Robbie E thing? They told him to drop the steroids.
1: I guess. yeah, yeah. so uh, obviously, <laughs> you
0: see how, you seen Rob Terry. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, in this matchup, now this is the best Aliyah has looked. Period. Okay, I have I remember Aliyah back when she was on that whole. NXT showed that they had uh breaking ground or whatever it was called back in 2015 on the network, and she has come a long way since then. So she has a pretty good, but once again, uh, uh Robert Stone tries to go for a springboard on the outside. Rhea Ruby just kind of casually steps out the way and he splats on the ground, and she just uh working on Aaliyah. They both get caught in her, uh, I forgot what that that reverse. Uh, Cloverleaf is called... Yeah, I don't know what that thing called. Yeah, the uh, I don't know. The, the, what, the, the, oh, the prism trap. So, she, she puts them both in there. They both do a double tap out. Rhea Ripley wins. She doesn't have to join a Robert Stone brand. And in my personal opinion, she needs to get away from this whole thing right now and go back to the title picture. I feel like
1: they're going I feel like his, his next client is going to be like Mercedes Martinez. First of all...
0: She's going to be trying to fight Rhea. I, I, I mean, well, yeah... Because I'm glad she's back in there first of all I was like once again the Aaliyah Vanessa Bourne thing I thought was cool why not continue that but then you know unless you want to get Vanessa Bourne into the Robberstone brain I don't even know is she still
1: with the company?
0: I don't even know but, it, 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 but the thing is no disrespect to Aaliyah she's getting better but from Chelsea Green it's a drop down
1: well I mean at the, since she her, she has not been on the show since
0: Chief RM he's been
1: on the show every single week. Mm-hmm.
0: So is it a joke now? Uh, well, uh well you know what? You are you are you are absolutely right because you said you should to ask yourself since since teaming up with Charlotte, where has Chelsea Green Chelsea Green been and Aaliyah has been on there? Maybe that could be part of the storyline, so who knows? Maybe. Oh, strat match time next as we got Dexter Loomis taking on Roderick Strong. So, they both come out. First of all, uh, Dexter Lumis is just doing that creepy stare to Roderick Strong. Why are there... This is the obvious thing. Why are there two cars out there doing at, at, at the stage area? I'm just like, okay, so we're about to do the whole trunk thing in this whole car. You know, Roderick Strong is paranoid, can't face his fear type thing. I was like, because they had made that obvious. So, uh, the, the, the match is pretty good. They're going back and forth. They take it up to the stage. And then, of course, Dexter Lumis puts his... Uh, He eyes on the truck and then opens up the truck to try to put Roderick Strong back in there. Roderick Strong fights out of it, gives uh, Dexter Loomis an angle slam on the floor. That looks sick, superplexed from the top By the way, Bobby Fish is out there the whole time uh, trying to cheer on uh, Roderick Strong. There was a point where uh, uh, Dexter Loomis was putting him in the, the silencer. I think it is I think so Yeah Yeah. Choke Yeah Yeah Choke's saying Bobby Fish starts to go in there But then he gets choked up By the scrap Because on one side We have Dexter Loomis And then we have Roddy Sean He gets choked up on there Then gets knocked off the apron Then Dexter Loomis Hits the 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 silencer And wraps the strap Around Roddy's neck And starts really choking him With that And then Picks up the win Big win For Dexter Loomis here Roddy putting him over I, I You know what? I'm actually digging the Dexter Loomis character more than Samuel Shaw.
1: Well,
0: yeah. It's different. Yeah, I mean... Well, it is, but I'm just saying, but you know, because, uh... I... You know, Samuel Shaw was... I thought it was a decent guy a wrestler over an Impact, but this one, he gets to shine more, I feel as though. And this was, like, one of his best matches. So... I, I liked it. I liked it. I like the strap match. I did this. The first that was the first NXT strap match they ever had. Yeah, when it comes uh, backstage, John Gargano uh, is walking backstage and he hears uh, he's on the interview. He hears that uh, his wife is back there John with me and him. And they go over and then they are fighting backstage. And they swerve Scott is back there. And first of all, was Velveteen Dream. That's, I said, I should have known better. It, it was swerved back there, and he was trying to break them up. And then, uh, was that Shawn Michaels back there, also?
1: Probably, but you know, they do you, you think they got to do a check on everybody now? Yeah, every, every urban person, like, all right, so uh, <laughs> see, let me just make sure. What have you done in the past five years? Yeah, exactly. Okay, all right. You're good to go.
0: You're the yeah. close one that resembles level team. So uh yeah, <laughs> go out there and do that. So now next week, uh on night two, we're gonna have me and taking on Candace LeRae in the street fight. So these women are doing double duty.
1: Yeah, uh, so this official Candace is
0: gonna die, right? No, because you know, Candace gonna do some crazy or no you know depending on, because they're not going to have that Moxley and Cage match on the Fighter Fest. We'll, we'll get to that when we get to AEW. But, uh, she's not going to do the whole thumb text in the mouth super kick thing. We're, we're not getting what that. She, what, what if
1: she does, uh, a, 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 the
0: shoe with the thumb text on it and she does the soul pool? Uh, ooh, that would be drawling. And, I mean, she'll take it, but no nah. but I don't think this will get dead deep, because I don't think de- he's gonna want to get that nah, deep, but but however, nah. I would like to see some some vicious from because me and was good at street fights also. Yeah. That's she straight hood. The yeah. Uh now we get uh we're in the ring and then we have the cruiserweight champion, Santos Escobar, you know, Ariel Mendoza and jo- Joaquin Wild in the ring. He talks about uh how the Lucha Libre culture uh used to rule the ring. It used to be something, heroes are role models. And then, but all that has. Is
1: this when
0: the crowd started chanting that, that was Lucha or something about Lucha? Yeah, that is Lucha. Um, yeah. They are, it's yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, that's what wrong. And then, um, you know, basically goes with Lucha to, to, to take off the mask. And then the crowd booze. But then we, uh, Drake Maverick comes down to the ring and wants to get all big and brave. And then he rushes in the ring to fight, gets beat up. And then, uh, as Santos just looks on, and then, uh, here comes Breezango to come, uh, even up the odds between them, and then now at night two, Great American Bash is going to be a six-man tag team match player with Drake Maverick and uh, Breezango <laughs> taking on you know Santos Escobar and you know all the rest.
1: So basically, they got a free win. Yeah, because there's no. I, I don't know. I thought when they first first. First put them together. I thought it was gonna be like a good tag team that mixed together. Of
0: course,
1: people—they—they
0: they was funny, but now they just idiots. Yeah. <laughs> now they like or something. I don't like it. They ain't that bad? they're not, they're not that bad. let not do it. Uh, they're, right. well, they're not that bad. Your boy Cameron Grimes is backstage uh, Will McKenzie, and uh it's like he's kind of blowing off the challenge by Damian Priest, and he—he he, all he cares about. Is he wants to be a number one contender of the winner of the winner take all matchup because he's going to the moon, okay? As he walks off, so we we probably know that on night two we're probably going to get that rematch of Damian Priest and Cameron Grimes. I'm fortunate, man. I know you can't stand that. You can't at all. Uh, of course, we got the coming soon for Mercedes Martinez and then we get a, a thing for the one-take-all. Now it's time for the for Night 1's main event, Io Shirai versus Sasha Banks, which in my opinion is probably going to go down as one of the best women's matches of the year or best matches of the year for 2020. So it was a damn good matchup. You know, huh?
1: the attire, it's almost like somebody made it especially for, for that person because I think that was like the
0: greatest gear on the show. You're talking about for Sasha Banks? Yes. Oh yeah, I, I like that. I like that great American bashment She, she should have wore a pan African but I ain't gonna say nothing. To play, uh, yeah. I, I like the great American bachel. Yeah, she had on the red, right, and blue. Uh, Sasha goes for which I always think she's going to die, but she ends up turning into something. Goes for a sunset flip through the ropes and power bombs Io Soraya on the plexiglass and down to the floor. That, that, was, was nice. that was nice. Scary, because every time I see Sasha running foot on ropes, I, all I think about is how she going to kill herself. Yeah. <clears throat> because Sasha just never gives herself enough launch sometimes, and I was there in Philly when she dove through the ropes and Oscar kicked her in the head, and she kind like, of fell on her head on the outside. I was like, oh, my God.
1: I like, I like that. I, I, I think they did that on purpose. Yeah.
0: She was supposed to
1: fall like that, but I think her landing early on purpose was
0: yeah, I mean, I, I do agree with you. You know what I'm talking about, so I agree with that. So, uh, Bailey comes in to help Sasha, uh, for a cheap shot, but then, unfortunately, I, uh, for <laughs> then Asa appears out of nowhere ringside, and then, uh, she hits Sasha Banks with the green mist. You finally see the green mist back, and then, uh, the referee never sees it, and then, uh, Bailey, what'd you say?
1: They cover it too, like,
0: exactly, yeah. Her-
1: on the main roster, they just do it and every see it. He just like, oh, I'm assuming you just came in the ring looking like that. And <laughs> they see, they they,
0: they they like cover the face. Yeah, I like that. I do like that. Uh, then so uh Oh, you got this on your face? I didn't see
1: that two seconds ago. Well, oh. I'm assuming yeah. nobody cheated, and I'm
0: gonna just count. He <laughs> uh, hits Bailey into the barricade. Then she goes for the moonsault on the back of Banks. And then turns yeah. over and hits the win. One, two, three. Io Shirai wins the match. Great matchup by these two. And then uh, the, uh, the, the crowd, or well, the NXT crowd. It's like for her and Oscar. The paid. The, the paid. Yeah, the paid crowd. Roster. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then um, she, you know, they, they basically you know, uh, c- c- celebrate in the ring as power goes off. So that was a way to end... Night 1 for a Great American Bash But we're not done yet Because we gotta go across the uh, Across the Bay Area I'm playing, I'm lying. We go across Florida To Fighter Fest AEW's Fighter Fest Night 1 in Jacksonville, Florida Daily's Place And uh we're gonna get what they got So we starting off uh, Their matchup is Jurassic Express The Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy the Margot Stud Taking on MJF and Warlord let all me right. t- warlock. All right,
1: just
0: real quick. Uh huh. I'm tired
1: of Marco
0: Stunt. I, I was just about to say the same thing. He is, a, he's like a little, little gnat, little fruit fly. He's annoying as shit right now. At first, it was cool to see him get, like, at first, I looked at Marco Stunt like a sing brother. He's there to get beat up and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But now, even the sing brothers were, were better than this. And I'm like, it's now he's really getting annoying.
1: Now, nah, if he if he
0: go to that era of Enzo, he was getting knocked out every week. They'd never be never funny. Right? oh, I mean, he he was he was getting knocked out. Uh, I'm still impressed that Warlow can do that 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 step up Eric and Rana so beautifully. Uh, Jungle Boy tries to go forward, and he, he gets powerbomb for his likeness. Uh, then Marcus j- j- jumps from the back of Warlow, and then Warlow kicks Jungle Boy down, and then tosses Margot stunt into him. MJF gets out the ring of honor <laughs> and then tries to go and hit Luchasaurus but then stops it stops right before he hit Warlow. Then they get pushed in. Before uh, I forgot to mention before the ring thing, they had a whole sequence of stuff. That was an indie sequence. I wasn't mad at it, but you know, some things like I don't like how Luchasaurus he jumps up and he like gives him a sit down power bomb and he jumps right back up and super kicks him and falls down. I'm just like, okay, I thought she was the other Oh no! Okay. Well, then they both do the kip up. I know about the kip, yeah. kip up, and then yeah. when uh, Warlord yeah, and Warlord and do
1: the
0: on kip the back, a Jungle Boy runs across the back and gives MJF yeah. uh, a Canadian destroyer. He said, "It's uh-huh. a super Canadian destroyer." Happy Canada Day! Jericho is great on commentary. <laughs> yeah, and I, and Jericho I was like, like a Canadian picnic table. It, on, as a <laughs> with a you know, Jericho is great on commentary but then as he gets he goes from the ring on, he goes to try to hit him and then Lusora pushes him into Warlow so he actually hits him with with the ring okay. and then so he's he's now dazed and then Jungle Boy hits this kind of a uh, nice kind of like springboard DDT kind of like a springboard cool. reverse kind of DDT and then Lusora goes for the chokeslam they win the matchup good opener I like the opener yeah,
1: Jericho was like he was on fire all night uh, I think it's only one person I know is probably better than Jericho on
0: commentary uh huh
1: it was more entertaining than Jericho and that's Black Snow
0: I haven't heard Black Snow yet or if I have I don't know who it was oh, oh it was, it, it, it was, <laughs> is that what he called himself Black Snow yeah. <laughs> I'm dead I'm oh. dead oh look like at Brooker T he's lining them up <laughs> <laughs> oh okay so now I know what I'm about to say I know he calls him some Black Snow. Okay, your yeah, Booker T was oh, great. that was
1: hilarious!
0: I watched that full episode when they took over. Oh, man. Yeah. oh, main event mafia man. The things we can talk about that. Uh, Joey Janela and uh, is, get, is getting is getting oh uh, is brawling with Lance Archer with Jake Roberts yeah, so. standing there. Yeah. So standing there. You might get hit by Booker T. Oh. <laughs> so we gonna, we gonna have that match uh, next week. Uh, then Is this going to be a hardcore
1: match? Because I could he came out with like
0: a leaf more. It's going to have to be. I'm not going to see <laughs> George Nell versus Lance Archer in a regular match, and that's because of Lance <sighs> Archer. But uh, we, we have the AEW Women's Championship matchup. Hakurashita. Hakarushita. Hakarushita. Shida. Shida Taking on uh, Penelope Ford. The best match Penelope Ford has had in AEW.
1: Yeah, the so she, best for one. She way. don't get, she don't get that many opportunities, and her uh, timing be
0: off. So this one the timing was good. Everything was right. Yo, the move that I knew the timing was on point is when the went was going for the Mister Dropkick Kick, and she did the Matrix. Oh yeah, it,
1: it, that's, her, I was that's like, her thing. That's her thing in the
0: Matrix. Yeah, I was just like, oh Because her and Trish Strass could really hit that mm-hmm. really good. Liv, Liv tries it, but Liv's time be a little bit off. But 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 the, the whole matrix thing was grounds like ooh that is it, it, nice.
1: She she has timing on the timing issues on a couple of things, but the thing she has down pat is the matrix and that uh, apron hurricane. Yeah, <laughs> and that's that's probably the thing she has down the most.
0: Yeah, I will agree with you on that one. Uh, she does hit a, uh, a Falcon Zero, but the Penelope before it kicks out, and then. She go. Uh, Penelope before goes for. I, she goes for that, that 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 springboard cutter that Jay Lethal does, mm-hmm. and then she kicks out of that. Then we go for another Falcon arrow, and then we we go for a knee to the front, a knee to the back, then a Falcon arrow, and then Penelope before kicks out of that. And I was like, Are they going to do it? Are they really going to nah, do it? I
1: thought they were going to get for the fighting spirit. That's what I thought.
0: Yeah. But they didn't give her a well, fight did, she well. didn't,
1: yeah she't she do the fight well.
0: yes but then she hits another knee and then uh that's it for the up before I was like see that's what I don't like if you get two knees and a falcons there you kick out of that and then one more knee i'm like no nah. i, I
1: can understand what they were doing with it like I don't like uh you get adrenaline and the adrenaline wakes you up yeah. And then you get one hit
0: and you you're mad down again. well and Speaking of speaking of your uh, adrenaline Mr. Diet, Mr. Diet Coke himself, uh Cody <laughs> from the Nightmare yes. Family. <laughs> <laughs> takes on Jake Hager and his nope, wife.
1: Nope. Huh? You forgot You forgot
0: a nickname that he, that they just now added for no
1: reason.
0: Oh, the inner, uh, so what's the, what's the nickname for uh
1: for some reason,
0: they added Rock Hard to the beginning of
1: his name. The Rock Hard Jake? <laughs> yes. No, no, no. Ross was like, that's what I said, Kane. So, oh, you're not Kane. You're an ex-
0: caliber Kane. So, so, this is Jericho still commentary. <laughs> this is the usual Cody defending for the championship kind of matchup. Uh,
1: by the way, he came out with a great American Bash shirt kind of like a middle
0: finger yes Uh, it is because you know his dad they definitely did create that and they you know they definitely want their rights back so just saying but you know that's cody for you uh so it's a lot of old school wrestling here cody does the you know the jump up uh cutter that he uh that he does and then i thought hager really looked good in the matchup here uh cody gets slapped by hager's wife and then uh the referee just, uh, was distracted because Arn is in there trying to fuss at the referee like he, he he slapped him and then here come Dustin Rose down and then uh, hits Hager w- w- with something and he's about to go for the crossroads but Hager, Hager gets out, goes for the triangle hole but then uh, Cody just like falls kind of like on top of him and gets the, the pinfall. Hager thinks he won but Cody uh, is the one that he's wins yeah, he's the winner at the end. And then Hager is pissed. He is pissed. Don't tell me. Ever since... <laughs> ever since
1: that tournament, Cody said, how can I make the worst finish of all time?
0: Yeah. And he talks <laughs> <like> every <laughs> week. Don't tell me. No, this is still not bad than being pinned by the figure four. It, it, this is not. I'm like, Peyton Royce, what you doing? What are you doing, Peyton Royce? So... Uh, after that, uh, Hager hits down the referee, and we find out he gets fined for that action uh, later. I know, I
1: know that referee's
0: gonna get hit because he's not. A, I, I never seen him before. Mhm. Yeah. So you got hit. Uh, I, I thought he
1: was gonna take a bump in the middle of
0: the match, not after. Like you know. I got you. Yeah, but you know, so Cody retains it to championship, which is no surprise to me. Uh, we got freshly squeezed orange Cassidy. He brought a chair out to the broadcast table and puts his feet up. Jericho's losing his stuff. He's like, I'm going to beat that dipshit next week. <laughs> so Jericho is just freaking I'm out. because like It's freaking <laughs> out because Orange Cassidy is right, uh, oh, right there. So now we get Private Party versus Santana and Ortiz of the Inner Circle. Uh, I'm which,
1: not filming that thing
0: Yeah. You, I, I, I don't like it either. I think I like the old one better.
1: So cool. Hey, I
0: like that. One. Yeah. Uh, so now, I think Private Party has starting to get back into the, the, the swing of things now. And once again, that they, they they do the whole tag team thing that they do, and I thought I thought that was really good. Uh, they uh, Santana hits that leaping uh, Hilo cannonballs in the corner on Mark Quinn. Uh, then uh, they try to take the little sock thing. Matt Hardy takes it from them. And then
1: I like how Matt
0: Hardy was cosplaying as Matt Hardy. P.S. Hayes, <laughs> that was great. Uh, I remember Michael Hayes before that with, with, with a baggy jeans and that tight shirt. I, I remember that 1999 era. Mm-hmm. And he even
1: uh, posted a picture saying, "Time is a circle."
0: Yes. Okay. Uh, so after after the distraction, uh, they fall back. Isaiah Cassie goes and hits his, uh spin DDT. On uh, Ortiz, they put Santana on the top row, and then they hit the beautiful gin and juice finisher. And I was like, I think Private Party is back because they was botching a lot. But uh yeah, uh, they're back.
1: I think as far as pushing goes, they might get it because they've been on BTE bot every week. Yeah, every single week.
0: Oh yeah, I, so, well, I some of the I dark people to- are coming up there. Like Sunny Kiss is getting time now. You
1: know, or well, yeah, well, I'm talking about I'm talking about BTE like the elite, like they, you
0: oh. know, they got like a,
1: yeah, you know how the people they, I don't say they have like an inner circle, not, yeah. not a big, you know, but you know they have a group of people
0: that be that they be around at private party on every week. Uh huh. So, so
1: they might just be trying, giving them a push eventually.
0: Yeah. So there, there we go. So Jericho's now losing his shit because uh, the inner circle. Uh, Ortiz and uh, Santana lost the matchup did uh, they, they have uh, Isaiah Cassidy dance in front of him he was like you wanna dance get away from me with that and then he said here he threw something at Orange Cassidy and then he just shrugged it off and it made Jericho piss he he walked from the back of the announce table, trying to hit Orange Cassidy they had to break him up Pineapple Pete and everybody called he was like next week next week I love Jericho Pineapple, Pineapple Pete came out and only held two fingers
1: him.
0: is it that- <laughs> yo, that whole stuff was hilarious, and then Jericho really losing his stuff with Orange Cassidy. I think that thing is hilarious. I can't wait to see the. Uh, yeah, that's funny
1: because he's like, don't don't me do come out of that
0: doing them kicks, and he did them kicks, and yeah, he just got more upset. Exactly. So uh, Taz and uh, Brian Cage is out because they're supposed okay, to. Be from, can't stop the path of okay? Cage. <laughs> yeah, they uh, were supposed to. Have a match with Moxley next week, yeah. but we know what's yeah. happening with Moxley, and that they got to go for the 14 day quarantine. Plus, like I said, I've had it. You might want to do the extra extra seven to make sure it's really out your body. So they're going to have the championship match at Fight for the Fallen, which is on July uh, July 15th. The next week after
1: week yeah, two, exactly. So, so I was like, three, we three weeks. So you know what that means? Uh,
0: we, we're going to have I see NXT Bash at the Beach. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have XC Bash at the beach On, on July 15th That's, what, that's what's going to happen Yep So uh, we we have pro- like Oscar
1: EO Oscar and EO Versus Bayley and Sasha
0: It's, yeah, so. it's going to be like It's going to be so crazy Well we don't know What they're doing Over there on, on, At that sloppy shop So uh, It's time for the Main event of night one For the AEW World Tag Team Championships And we have The best friends Taking on Kenny Omega <laughs> And uh, Hangman Page <laughs> I, best, I know you love that entrance. No, the, here the best first drive up in this fucking minivan. Trent's mom is bringing them in, and they come out all. So I'm like, I, I hate the best. I so hate it. And then he trying to get his meme mug on. He's like, she's like, come here. I need a kiss. I'm like, fuck it all. Fuck it all. Yeah.
1: The, uh, everybody
0: on, on social media was like, yeah, I kind of dig it. I was like,
1: mm, no, no, because I'm not gonna
0: miss. I'm not digging best friends So I'm just, I, I, Look FTR is out there In lawn chairs And i
1: even if I did though Like if orange cancer Would have came out like that I would not have liked it. So It's
0: just that interest. You're right uh, FTR is out there And uh, they, uh, they I still ha- think they dropped
1: the ball Without calling them top guys
0: But I agree with you on that one And they're out there drinking beer With gum I'm like That's gross but okay and they said the winner of this match will face Private Party next week is is that what Jim Ross said
1: uh, he probably he probably I, I, I try to talk him out
0: Yeah. oh, oh my god you can get this man a chance at all uh Hangman escaped uh, as Trent was trying to try to go for a sunset flip and hits his old finisher on him he didn't really get all of it but so I can understand why he kicked out and then he goes for the Buckshot Lariat on Trent takes Trent down Beats the best friends, as they should have. And then after the matchup, FTR comes into the ring and gives both of them beers, Hangman and Kenny Omega. Now, we all know Kenny Omega don't drink, so Hangman drinking his beer, and Kenny Omega's that guy, like he's gonna drink it, then pours it out. FTR's I not want to drink a
1: big glass of
0: milk. Yeah, damn <laughs> it. <laughs> so, That's what he should
1: have done. If he, if he knows... Even, even in the storyline,
0: he knows that he doesn't do that. Why even give it to him in the first place? Exactly. I, I don't get it because they knew he was gonna pour it out. So now they get all mad. Then the young bucks come down there and try, try to break everything up. It looks like Hangman's getting. He can't even make a face. Like, why'd you waste all that good beer? And then so <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah that that sound like that's That, yeah. that sounds <laughs> like a reason.
0: So, there you have it. Because uh, next week we're going to get that huge eight man tag, which I think is going to be incredible. So.
1: Uh, It depends on how good the butcher made it. Yeah, you're right.
0: So, here we go. Who wins for night one of Great American Bash vs. Fighter Fest? I might start with you, Brian. I'm giving the NXT this week. I am giving the NXT this week, too. I think part one of the Great American Bash, which was not in the plan months ago, Triple H, was better than Fighter Fest part (laughs) one. What are you talking
1: about? (laughs) (laughs) they had that aim bash at the beach all three weeks in a row (laughs) all three
0: weeks in a row I'm telling you it's happening if they had bash at the beach bro I'm telling you I'm dying I'm (laughs) dying laughing I called they join so uh, I'm giving it to NXT I think NXT had a a more complete show and also NXT helped build to things for next week which I think
1: uh, AEW had more of a production like the presentation of this is a
0: Pay
1: per view on TV type of thing, but yeah. they like didn't. They, they had a couple
0: of good matches, but like the the Friends match didn't really do good, and the Hager match didn't really. Yeah, do good. It, it was a usual Cody type of thing, but yeah, I, I think NXT would, would deliver, I think their main event was a little bit better.
1: Oh yeah, so, with Io and Sasha, so probably was one
0: of the best matches throughout the whole
1: week. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So I'm curious to see what how, how they're going to do because night one. <laughs> Because I can't... Keith Lee and Adam Cole going to be awesome. Okay, so... And, and they beat him in the ratings. So, that that was the Wednesday Night War, guys. So, you can post down below who you guys thought won between uh, Great American Bash or Fighter Fest. And we're going to gear up and get ready for uh, Night 2. And this time, I, I think what I want to do, Prime, is instead of waiting until the podcast comes out like it usually does and then wait a whole another week. I, I want to see... If you watch, a, watch Wednesday Night War on Wednesday... I want to do the review either that night or Thursday morning kind of thing. Yeah,
1: that's
0: cool, is Yeah, because i want to try to get that out and kind of like my Raw and Spandau reviews. All right, guys. Found so, it. huh? Yeah, thanks. Uh, so, that is um, it for the, the No Gimmick the Wrestling Podcast. Like I said, QFlow was with us in the beginning part of it. I appreciate you, QFlow. And then prime time it came and joined me for this one. So I, I agree it, it ended out strong. So make sure you guys check out spacesphilly.com, the Dutch club we are a part of. Make sure you guys uh, also check out uh the real and check out all the podcasts it's on SpacesPhilly as well. Also with both sides, a Little Little Pop, Little Pop Horror Show. Check out the Nerd Coalition's content from No Gimmicks Need, a wrestling podcast, Nerd Assembly. Turntable pop Culture and Beyond. Drunk off Sober Tongues, Barlow's down's Podcast. Check out all that great stuff. And uh, make sure you guys stay tuned on their coalition because, like I said, we got, we got gameplay coming this weekend because I, I paused the gameplay because of what was going on with EVO and all that stuff last weekend. And then we're going to go back into um, you know, the swing of things this weekend. So make sure you guys check out all that great stuff that we have planned for you. And uh, uh, s- since we got new Power Rangers DLC, coming out. I wanna do some power ranger talk, so make sure you check out stay for, for that stuff. But uh that's it for the podcast guys. Uh you know be be nice to each other, man. You know we, we, we gotta live in this world together and we gotta get through all this stuff that's going on together. So make sure try to go out there and love each other, man. It ain't, ain't no room for fault this hate. It really is. So uh once again this is NC the place to be chilling to Sandy, and not Deon Sands but prime time. I'm Black Snow. Yep. <laughs> and then, the man of myth reality, Q-Flow, Florida Rookie, wherever you are at. He's going to say it's been real, y'all. <laughs> Take us out.